Hi, this is Amy from Play First Song Today. This podcast is for complete and early beginning pianists. If you have never played piano before, just began learning the piano, or you're getting back into it after a long break and consider yourself a beginner, you have come to the right place. I've been teaching piano for over 30 years and have worked with all levels of piano students, but loved working with beginners because it gave me the biggest satisfaction. I currently am running a piano teaching website called PlayFirstSongToday.com, specifically for beginners in an effort to reach wider audience and teach the joy of piano. This episode is number nine. I am having a great time putting together information and sharing what I learned as a pianist and a teacher. One thing about being on a podcast is that you're speaking out to the space in a sense hoping that your voice is heard and that some people find your content helpful. I feel that I have a lot to share, especially to those who are looking for resources to self-teaching piano. I have a lot of different ideas for the future and blueprints as to what my podcast would do for my audience. If you're listening to this and find my podcast helpful, please share with others that you think would also find it helpful and share your thoughts and feedback with me by leaving comments in my blog, www.playfirstsongtoday.com blog, or send me an email to playfirstsongtoday at gmail.com. Um, again, it's play one as in number one, play one st songtoday.com or play one st songtoday at gmail.com. What I would really appreciate is your opinion on what you find helpful. Is it my playing? Because I've done that in the past as well in other podcasts. In explanation together, or do you find it more helpful when I just give you information on instruments or resources? If there are questions you don't seem to be able to get answers, let me know. What would you like to learn about? Lastly, it would help me to know that there is someone out there who heard me after all. Thank you in advance. Today, I want to talk to you about things you need in order to learn piano at home, on your own. During last episode, I spoke about how to choose your first or your child's first instrument. And in the episode before that, I talked to you about piano versus keyboard. I hope as for those who, um, for those two important topics, you were able to find my recommendation and opinions helpful. By the end of today's episode, you should have good lists of supplies and helpful resources that you can use to enhance your learning experience. To make things easier, I have a simplified blog on this very topic with links that you can just click and check out what you need. It covers anything from books to all the supplies that I'll be providing to you. By no means, I'm saying that all of the supplies I'm mentioning today are required materials for self-teaching piano. My recommendations are based on my experiences as a teacher of 30 years, and these are, again, my opinions only. Additionally, these are uh, not the full list of all the supplies you can have. Like I said, go on my blog and you can see pictures and explanation of what items are available. I am hoping to provide you the resources so you can make the informed decisions. 
Before we get to the lusts, we'll take a short 30-second break, and I will be right back. Now we're back. Let's get started with the books. These days, especially since the pandemic, shopping is mostly done online. Doesn't matter whether it's books, whether it's clothing, a lot of them are um, being found online through online shopping. But I understand without guidance, I can imagine that it would be difficult to find out what books are actually used in lessons and what you need to get. So I want to answer questions like, what lesson books should I get? Do I just get a lesson book? Do I need a theory box? Um, will it be enough? What other books or supplies would I need? If you haven't heard from previous episodes, I owned my own music school with full retail services carrying the most popular lesson books and supplies. We provided lesson books and other merchandises to local music teachers and their students for over 12 years. So let's get started on this one. As for books, the most popular publishers are Alfred, Hal Leonard, and Faber. And actually Faber, I believe, is actually part of Hal Leonard. All three publishers um, have book series for both children and adults. To make things more complicated, they all have a few different lines for each category. Early beginners, late beginners, intermediate, etc. Teachers would typically have you start with the beginner series, complete with lesson, technique, and theory books. And as you progress, they will add collections of songs or pieces that you can practice what you learned. Now, for adults, all three publishers that I mentioned earlier have complete series, and they usually are called, I think, a complete, um, that contains early uh, beginning lessons and techniques and theory in one book, which will save you money instead of just having to buy every single one of them in different stages. And they have just like complete books that cover like one, two, and third series. And it gives you a comprehensive overview of topics. Some of the books also contain CDs or audio playlists of songs that are in your lesson book. So you can check to make sure that you are playing them correctly. While you can certainly use a children's old lesson, um, old piano lesson books, I've seen a lot of parents do that, which is fine, but you will find these books, these adult-specific books with songs that are probably a little bit better catered to your taste. It is also likely that adult book series will move a lot faster, tend to, um, and cover in-depth coverage of topics. So go to um, www.playfirstsongtoday.com slash books and supplies. Just spelled it all out, books, A-N-D, supplies. Here you'll find direct links to all the popular books that are frequently used in piano lessons and choose what you prefer. You can get just lesson books um, or theory books or technique books like I told you because they do sell them separately. If you're not sure, if you want to just get them separately and then move on to the next level two um, or a complete series, like I was telling you earlier, that contain all the series, the beginner series in one. Um, and all three publishers do the same thing. Um, I have also included children's books if you're shopping for your children as well. So you will have all of those links that you can click directly. So check them out. Now let's look at supplies. First things first, as in any instrument playing, your posture is very important. 
improper posture will not only be uncomfortable, it is likely to give you bad habits. As an example, if you're sitting too high, your fingers will be dangling down from your wrists. It will be very hard to play notes accurately. Also, if you're sitting too low, your palm may be dragging on the keys and you're likely to be slouching or your shoulders would be pushed up, like up to your neck, like you're shrugging. Although it would take a, um, a little getting used to playing piano for the first time, um, other than minor discomfort, such as soreness in your arms from moving your fingers more than you're used to, you should not be achy overall, especially if you're continuing to have these aches in your body or um, you're being just not comfortable, there's something going on there. Typically, again, much of the discomfort or achy body will come from improper postures that brings up the next supply, bench. Traditionally, you will see a wooden bench in front of pianos. You probably have seen these um, like at churches or if your parents had pianos, probably have seen these wooden, very hard surface uh, piano benches. These days, a lot of newer benches are padded for extra comfort. If you are average height, and standard bench would get you the proper height on the piano. If you have a child or a very short person and have a traditional bench, you can even use cushions or thick books to boost them up. Back in the day, we used phone books. Um, because they were very thick and large to uh, get people up higher. These days, again, you have adjustable benches that you can roll up or down. This way, you won't need to move things on and off, uh, but simply turn the knobs on each side of the bench to change the height. So it's very, very easy to do. Again, go to www.playfirstsongtoday.com slash books and supplies. You can see different types of these benches. The proper height of the bench should be, now this is important, if adjusted correctly, when you extend your arms, say to um, your keyboards, your elbows should bend about 90 degrees angle. Make sure that your shoulders are not pushed up and your back should be straight. So you can't be slouching down or your back should be bending on the back. Make sure your back is straight up and your shoulders are comfortable. They're, they're down, not up high. Unless it's a small child, your feet should be firmly planted on the floor and easily movable because soon you'll be utilizing your pedals too and you should be able to move your feet as you need or just to put your, um, say, right foot on the, uh, on the pedal comfortably. And again, it, it should be, everything should be comfortable. Also make sure the wrist is straight not bent or curved. If you have a keyboard um, on keyboard stands, you can also change the height of your keyboard stand. So um, instead of moving the, uh, the, the bench, if you have just a fixed height on your keyboard, I mean on your bench, you should be able to move your keyboard up and down. So you adjust it that way as well. If you don't have one yet, you will soon need a sustained pedal for your electric keyboard. A traditional piano would have a um, your three pedals already kind of fixed on it, but if you have an electric keyboard that doesn't come with it, then that's something you will eventually need. 
Um, most of the keyboards, again, will come with music stand that you attach to the top of the keyboard. If you don't have one, or if you're missing one, make sure you have a music stand that holds the music up so you're not having to slouch over the keyboard to look at the music or too high where you can't look at your hands either. Another supply you will need is a metronome. Metronome is a tool that helps you play rhythms accurately. It produces, uh, it produces steady beats for you to, um, so you don't play too fast or too slow. You can manipulate the beats at different levels depending on how slow or fast you need to play certain music evenly and consistently. I also have a blog on what a metronome is and how to use it and what to look for, as well as clickable links that you can view my recommendations. Go to www.playfirstsongtoday.com slash metronome. And metronome is spelled M-E-T-R-O-N-O-M-E. Metronome. Okay. Some of the other supplies that I would recommend that you have um, are optional. So the metronome, I would say, is required. Um, I would highly, highly suggest that you get it. Pedals, if you don't have it, you'll definitely need those. Keyboards, pianos, and music stands, those things are going to be something that you definitely need. Um, it, it just will be very uncomfortable um, and, you know, proper postures. Uh, your benches, those are what you definitely need. Now, the, the other ones that I'm going to be talking to you about, again, these are optional. These will make things maybe a little bit more um, easier um, to find things and such. But again, these are optional. Uh, first is music dictionary. Just like a traditional dictionary, it has anything in musical definitions that you'll need. Second, piano lights. If your room is dark and need additional lights, there is a light with stand that you can place on your piano or even lights with clips that you can clasp on the side of the music stands or even on your books. And they come in all sizes and shapes. Third, this is my must, book clip. If you have a piano book and sometimes they just won't stay in place, you know how pages keep turning back, these handy book clips can keep your pages open so you don't have to have other thick books holding your music down. I actually love it and I usually have my students get them because it's just not fun when you have to constantly change your um, or use different books to keep these um, music sheets. And when you have to turn the pages, it's just, just a mess. Fourth, if you or your child is having a hard time finding your keys, I mean, when I say keys, not keys for your cars, but keys for the keyboards, there are key stickers that you can easily stick on them and, and then remove without leaving sticky residue. Depending on who is playing, you can even reuse them by simply taking them off and on when needed. Some of the other useful items may be various charts that you can hang on your wall, such as piano chord charts or fingering charts. Again, I already have them in the links on the blog, um, books and supplies, if you want to check them out. If you are needing any additional help or have specific questions, post your questions in our podcast forum. I will be sure to answer them as soon as I see them. I, um, if you'd like to speak to me directly, you can book a lesson with me. Um, 
or just individual lessons by uh, visiting my website, www.playforsongtoday.com and receive individual one-on-one consultation to get yourself going. I hope that you found this episode is helpful for you. Again, I'm looking to receive your feedback as to what you're finding beneficial and what other topics you'd like to get more information on. I hear all the time how intimidating how intimidating it is to try and learn an instrument on your own. With the right support and guidance, you can have fun learning the piano. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel, and I will visit you again with another helpful episode next week. Thanks for joining me today. Happy tunes.